0: Hello everybody. Um, welcome to a special quarantine edition. Uh, I would say if ISD, but it's different this time. Um, as you guys know, I was on radio prior to starting the podcast. So this is going to be a series of one-on-one interviews, the first one of many. And um, I'm honored, I'm humbled to have, I would say sitting with me, but you're not with me. You kind of like 50, 60 miles away. Um, my guy, A. Maddock Logan. How you feeling, bro?
1: Shit, what's poppin', broski? I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling all right, you know, not the mm. best, not the worst, but just trying to stay positive through this crisis.
0: Facts, facts. Why not the best though?
1: Um, I, you know, I got like little health issues and stuff, so I've been like, you know, just, just trying to uh, hang in there and, and, like, I don't feel too bad. You feel me? I've been better, but I've been worse, so you know.
2: Mhm.
1: But yeah. I'm just not, I'm not at my best right now in terms of the way I'm feeling.
0: I get you. I get you. It's, it's tough. On top of that, we can't really leave at all. So when you have like that trap mentality, it makes shit worse. I get it though, because my mom is chronically sick too. You know what I'm saying? So growing up, dealing with the highs and lows, whatever it is that person deals with, it can be tough, bro. Like, like, I got a diabetic family member, you know what I'm saying? So there'll be times where I come home, or this has happened a while, I'll come home and they'll be like shaking and whatnot. They'll be like, damn, what's going on? To try yeah, my, and figure out everything and all that kind of shit, you know?
1: Yeah, my sister, my little sister's diabetic too, so I feel you.
0: Mm, yeah, so is she type one or type two, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Um, shit, which one's the worst one? Well,
0: the one you're born with is type
1: one. I don't even know. She got the she she got the one where she needs to take insulin and stuff all the time. And.
0: That's probably type one. That's one of the worst ones because if you don't take your insulin and you have to watch what you eat in your diet, because you have to make sure you measure the right amount of insulin, you got to count your calories. It's a whole lot of shit going.
1: Yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. She got <laughs> like, now she got the pump in. Uh, she puts the pump in her body and shit. So, but yeah. yeah,
0: that's a whole that's a whole job, bro. Honestly.
1: Yeah, no, it's stressful. I already yeah, like I could see it, you know, and she. Yeah. She's she's still young so
0: i mm-hmm. I'm sorry to hear that, bro, but since we on the topic, you know, we always talk about obviously, you know, you're you're a rap artist. You make music, but it's always good to know people outside of that. So what's Logan the big brother like?
1: Um Man, I don't know. I mean, you probably you probably be better off uh you probably would be better off asking my sisters, you know, or my brother like, you know, cuz yeah. my dad got Locked up when I was ten, so I've been playing, trying to fill multiple roles. You know what I'm saying? So, just winging it, bro. <laughs> I've been winging it as I go for like, literally forever. So I don't know, really. I don't. I don't want to describe
0: that or label that myself. You know. I feel that. I feel that. That's um. That's tough though. I mean, how has that molded you to be able to have to wear six different hats?
1: Yeah. Um. You know, like it's it's something that now I'm more accustomed to, and, and kind of it's I don't even look at it like that no more. You know, when I first mm-hmm. when I first started having to do stuff like that, I used to look at it like a like an obstacle or a challenge, and now it's more so embraced. You know, but mm-hmm. never it's never been easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, because on on top of just trying to be a good role model or example for them, which I don't know if I've done that, you know, but. Just having to grow up and not having no uh no male role model to help me, you know, maneuver through life. I had to teach myself a lot and learn a lot through like real experience. You know what I'm saying? Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's like there's a lot of stuff that you can't even really put into words. You know what I'm saying? Cause my dad left when I was like ten, like about to be mm-hmm. eleven type shit. So, and I'm 25 now. So you know what I'm saying? It's like. I don't even really remember back then like that, but I just remember like specific uh times where I had to had to just toughen up, you know, and and get through and pull through certain stuff, and teach myself certain lessons. Or if life was throwing me around and pushing me around, I had to really dissect and analyze that, and you know what I'm saying? Because I ain't had nobody to teach me or to help me, you know. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been a it's a weird journey, man, but I embrace it. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing you really can do. One thing I'm learning personally is to not dwell. Now, our stories are different, you know, but at the same time, everyone's goes through different struggles. But I think the main thing we have to do as people, not even me and you, everybody, is to make sure that we don't dwell, we grow. For certain sure. shit certain shit we're never gonna forget. Some you're not supposed to forget it. But, you're, but you got to forgive it, and you got to let it go. You know? Yeah, for and sure. Fr- and from talking to you and doing my research, and I watched your interview with Illinois, um, good interview. And a lot of, on there, you talked about a lot of your previous experiences. But when I talk to you now, when I hear it, and I also hear it in the music a little bit, because I went back and listened to, oh, I forgot the name of the album. I, I listened to Fake Deep, and then I listened to the one that came out before that. Let me get it. Oh, uh, Still Iconic. And with that being said, I notice that there's growth, you know, out yeah. of all the growth in your life, which one are you the most proud of?
1: Um, I, do you mean like which project or like what?
0: Uh... Let me rephrase the question. I'm sorry. Um, in your life, because I'm I want to make it bigger than music. In your life, yeah. What growth are you the most proud of? Growth as an artist, growth as a person. Oh, um.
1: I can't say that I'm specifically more proud of, of one, you know what I'm saying because I mm. I'm one of them pers- I'm one of them people that you know whether I'm bro whether I'm doing the dishes or in the studio, I'm a go hard. I'm a, like I hate half-assing stuff, so I'm going mm. to do my best in every aspect. I'm not going to do something unless I'm doing my best. So when you talk about growth as a person or growth as an artist or you know even going back to the big brother thing or like you know growth as a as a as a, a intelligent person, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not anyone that I look at and I'm like, yeah. Like, there's no wiggle room for me in any of them. I'm going hard each, mm-hmm. in each aspect, you know, so that way I could... Maybe the goal is that there is not one that stands out because I'm kind of moving mountains in each one, you feel me? Like, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be stagnant in any aspect of life. Like, I think the, the one uh, that I'm probably the most challenged with is health like that's the one that I've been probably um focusing a lot of effort and energy on and you know I'm not making as many strides as I would like but I have been making strides you know mm-hmm. like and specifically well, with like the my bad with the with the with, the, no, you're with good. the you know the drugs the alcohol the eating habits and all of that you know so trying to trying to make sure that the you know, trying to take all that energy that I apply everywhere else and apply
0: that to my health as well. Yeah. Um, I'm just now learning this, but if and if you don't take care of your body and your mind, then you won't be able to go far with anything. And that's just a general saying in general, you know? Mm-hmm. I remember I was talking to this girl, and I came up with this shit on the fly. I'm not gonna lie. Was it to get some cheeks? No. I know that's what it sounded like. <laughs> I promise was not for no cheeks. But I meant this from the bottom of my heart and I said this and I realized that when I said it, I I need to apply it to myself. The saying goes, if a tree cannot grow unless you take care of its roots, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like, and I'm saying this because you said in regards to taking care of your body, our body, our mind, that's like our roots. That's our biggest roots. Literally a fat ass root. And if we don't nurture those things, we can't grow. So I just feel like even though the, te- the the steps are taking a while to get there. The fact your mega steps is the most important part. I don't want you to be too hard on yourself, bro. You nah, no, for saying?
1: sure. For sure. Like I can't you know, I gotta give myself enough credit, but I, I make it a uh I make it a thing to not cut myself, you know, slack or or cheat myself, you know? Like I could I could directly correlate, you know, or draw correlations between my health and the music and, you know, since I started really making changes with my diet and you know the way i treat my body i could possibly say that that has helped me grow in those other places you feel me but Mm. but you know it's like i'm not where i want to be you know like i'm not i I don't even know if i have an end goal you know what i'm saying but i definitely know i need to keep improving you feel Mm. me yeah but i agree with you on the on the uh you know, our body being like a tree. I think our mind and our body are, are, are two like trees kind of like in unison, but kind of separate at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Cause our mind, yeah, you know, you sprinkle seeds of ideas and stuff in your mind all day and, you, and some of them grow, some of them just, you know, get buried. But I think that our body is something similar. Like, you know, not to, not to like differentiate or separate the physical and the mental you know what i'm saying or the psyche but mm-hmm. you know that's just the way i'd be looking at it because my body my physical the physical aspect of my body be messed up you feel me but my head
0: is good you feel me like i be
2: yeah.
0: i don't really know how to explain it you're sharp in the mind is what just like you're always sharp but yeah. your body just like your like your mind is 10 steps ahead but your body may only be like five
1: for sure. Like, they're they're connected, but they're separate. You feel me? Like, Because I ain't going to mm. lie. Even when I was treating my body like shit, I was still smart. But you could see the results. Like, my decision-making wasn't as sharp. My music or everything else wasn't as sharp until I started making efforts with my body as well. But the mind was always good no matter what, though. You feel me? Just
0: not as good. Mm. When you were treating your body like shit, what exactly were you doing? Man,
1: you know, I started, <laughs> yeah, you know, I started smoking and smoking weed and shit when I was a little kid, bro, like shit, like eight years old type shit, you know, so I've been just putting my body through a lot, like drinking, doing drugs, smoking, even smoking cigarettes and stupid stuff like that, you know, like, but mostly just no sleep, drugs not eating the right way, you know, grew up off fast food and all type of crazy shit like that. I ain't trying to really go into the drug aspect of it, but, you know, alcohol, all that, talking about every day, like, you know, so yeah. it's not like,
0: yeah,
1: not, I wasn't promoting no healthy habits, you know? Yeah, just I feel you on that one, man. Yeah, just kind of going on a fly, <clears throat> not really caring, because when you young and you trying to be like, live this rock star lifestyle, like. You know it's, it's a lot of stuff that you do, man that you don't even know what you're getting yourself into
0: mm. yeah i uh i i I can definitely see where you're coming from, but I think that all comes from uh at least but I feel like sometimes that stuff has to happen to us not to wish any bad will on anybody for but sure sometimes like if that if that if that didn't happen you wouldn't know now. And because now we have a knowledge, we pass that shit on to others, you know?
1: Hell yeah. That's what I've been trying to do with these young rappers, man. But, you know, a lot of them is like, they not trying to hear it. And I get it because I wasn't trying to hear it either. And it's like, and not to say that like, I'm an old rapper, you feel me? I'm young as hell too. I just, man, I don't know what it is. I, I just done separated from that whole, uh that whole mentality, you know? I'm trying to, to, to grow and, and flourish out here. So I've been trying to give knowledge to these and trying to, You know, even the younger kids that don't really know what they're doing, I've been trying to help them, just give them information, like, you know, with these pills, with these drugs, like, what they really doing and these habits that they in. Like, that shit may seem like it's cool on the surface, but you fucking yourself up. Like, you are really hurting mm. yourself, you know?
0: And spending a lot of money, too.
1: Yeah, facts. Well, you know what's crazy <laughs> though? What's crazy is like, a, you know, maybe this is part of the reason why. Like, even when I was when I was younger, like, as a rapper, bro, people just give you shit. Like, you don't really pay for much. I ain't gonna oh, cap okay. with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, man, bro, people would just come to my shows or just come to my sessions, and like, and people still give me shit for free. I'm just not asking for that no more. Like, you know, like specific things, but. Yeah, bro. That you, uh, if you're an artist and you got some clout, bro, they'll give you everything you want.
0: Damn, that honestly, that that makes sense because everyone's trying to get on with you. Everyone's trying to fit in your circle. Everyone's trying to. Uh, I don't know if you heard that. That's my mom yelling at me to keep my voice down. But um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get. I
0: think that. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh, dang, she broke my train of thought um but in terms of people just want to be on with you that's that's definitely hard is is it hard to kind of keep those people away that are always trying to get on with you
1: um sometimes it'd be your own family and friends though it's not always like fans you know what i'm saying it's like and they may not necessarily know what they're doing like you said they're just trying to be cool with you bro you know they're just trying to bond and and that's the problem is you know we should be bonding over better uh over better, better scenarios, better situations. You know, we shouldn't be having to get fucked up out our mind to bond. You know. Mhm. But yeah, sometimes it's the people closest to you as well that's just you know feeding into it, and it ain't no knock at them. It ain't no you feel me. It's nothing personal. It's just the 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 uh, lifestyle and culture you find yourself in.
0: Hmm. How would you um? You know, with with what you just said and everything, has the music music industry and your experiences growing up changed how you view people?
1: Um, certain people, like or well, maybe I shouldn't say how I view people, maybe more so view the world. Because, you know, mm-hmm. growing up like like I said, without a dad or without a that second parent, that alpha male, you know, and being the only man in the house or boy in the house, whatever you wanna say, is like I didn't Like I said, I didn't learn a lot of stuff, you know. So I had to go out and learn a lot of things through reality, you know, reality checks, and just dealing with a bunch of stuff that I had to, you know, just face head on. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my bad. I kind of got sidetracked. What did you? What was the question again?
0: (laughs) No, you're good, bro, bro. If you get sidetracked and you want to talk, please feel free. But my question was have your experiences in life and the music industry kind of changed how you view people, or how you deal with people.
1: Oh yeah, no, it's it's yeah. It's kind of like a thing where like I said I, I just view the world different. Like I'm kind of learning how to maneuver, you know, kind of learning like you can't blame people for how the world is, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these people that are in the industry specifically are just doing what the people been doing before them for the past whatever, 30 years or whatever, so You know, I'm learning to separate emotion from a lot of this shit because it's not personal. It's just like how it is. You feel me? Even with dealing with people in everyday life or dealing with people in school, or, you know, because I had dropped out and I had a lot of problems in school. It's not like at the time I was playing the victim and blaming everybody, but now I look back in hindsight and I'm just like, man. I can't really be mad at them. They just doing what everybody else was doing. You feel me? Like, I'm trying to change a lot of stuff, man. So I got to lead by example. Like, so in the first, I think the first step is is owning a lot of that, taking responsibility and forgiving people for, you know, doing what they didn't even know they was doing. Hmm. They just following the status just... quo. Yeah.
0: Did I cut you off? I'm sorry. No, you good. Um, That was some real... That was you. That was some real shit you just said, bro. And I'm and I'm proud of you for that. Like, pretty much what you said in a nutshell was just essentially manning up. And that's something that I feel like a lot of. Well, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 25. Oh, oh, well, you're older than me. Okay. Um, I'm 23. But I feel like in in this age range, in this crucial time, especially as men,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's our it's it's like our turn, and we're at this crucial time in our lives where are we going to lean back on those habits we had when we were kids? Which is some shit I still, you know, struggle with. Or are we going to man up and move forward? You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: for sure. That's definitely an internal battle that I see not only in myself, but like you said, a lot of uh, males. Like, specifically, you know, trying to to, uh, um, adopt those habits and, and embrace that. But, you know, it's people like my mom, like, you know, that showed me. Not necessarily a lot of the business savvy or you know stuff to do with the industry, but just hard working, just how to uh fight reality
0: and and fight
1: it head on and not back down no matter what. You feel me?
0: Yeah, cause I, I tell you, man, my mom will go to bed at like one o'clock in the morning, but she works for school and she has to be at work at seven. So she'll go to bed like one, two o'clock in the morning and then be up at five o'clock like nothing happened. I don't know how she does it.
1: Yeah, my mom. But she too. does it.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's the craziest shit. I don't yeah. know how she does it. Cause if I go to bed at one and want to get up at five, I'm not even getting up at five.
1: Yeah, bro. And I, and that's another thing too. Like I ain't that's why I don't really like I don't understand how parents do this, first of all. But secondly, like I ain't in no rush to have no kids because just seeing how, how hard it is, how difficult it is. Even if you have money, like, even people that have money, they still have a lot of issues. So, it's like, before I bring anybody into this world, I need to have a grasp on the world. Like, I need to know exactly what I'm bringing somebody into. Period. You feel me? And yeah. have make sure that my situation is good enough to even do that the way
0: I want to, you know? Mm-hmm. Facts. Um. Now, I want to go back to a point you brought, you you said a few minutes ago, it's hard to, you see, you brought a point about removing emotions from certain things when dealing with people. Uh-huh. See, I feel like our generation, especially, we put this term, not saying you specifically, but we put this term on in your feelings and we made it such a bad term, right? it's like it's coin negative when someone tells you in your feelings it's like a negative thing yeah. but my thing is being in your feelings and having emotions is a natural human experience that's what we're supposed to do for sure and i feel like and i feel like sometimes again not you but i feel like sometimes people will try to to not be in their feelings as much as possible and take their emotions out of it so much to where it's not even a real like regular human experience anymore it's something that's kind of being made and manufactured because you're fighting what's actually supposed to happen and I feel yeah, like that's something yeah. that our generation kind of fucks up on.
1: Well, I don't know if I necessarily blame our generation because a lot of things are getting coined right now. But the, the older generation are the ones calling us soft and calling us sensitive and, mm, and, and kind of teasing us for having emotions to begin with. You feel me? The, the generations before us are like, you know, they like to portray this robot mentality like, you know, uh, work hard, do this. It's all physical. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And kind of not, they don't really encourage using your brain or your emotions. Like when I say separate, um, emotions from it, I'm speaking on specific cases or scenarios, you know, like, um, because sometimes people let emotions hold them back. Like, you know, in terms of like cutting people off or staying in a, in a, in a draining situation because you love somebody or, you know, going against logic and, and, and ration because of emotion. You know what I'm saying? Like at, at certain times it's best to separate emotion, put it to the side and do the smart thing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Facts. Facts. But I definitely agree with you. There's a stigma on, on, you know, the whole emotional and your feelings thing that should be removed because like you said, it's a natural, uh, it's a natural thing. You know, people, people should be should be able to embrace when they're sad or when they're emotional or whatever, whatever the emotion is, love, you know, happiness, whatever, because, you know, even somebody like me, I just walked away from a record deal, bro. And it's because I wasn't happy. You feel me? And that's emotional. But, Mm -hmm. you know, before I did that, I had to analyze it and make sure I was doing something that I wanted to do, like not just walk away because I wasn't happy. Like, let me make sure it's is it is it not fair? You know what I'm saying. Let me separate the emotion and make sure that th- that this is a good decision. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That I'm not just doing it because I'm emotional. You know, but right. it's like a thing where I put myself in a bad situation, and I had to walk away from it. But you know, I wasn't I wasn't solely basing that decision off of emotion. It there was logic in there too. Mm you get me so analyzing it i had to separate the emotions to to make sure that i was making a decision that would make me happy you feel me so i think yeah, there's a balance and i think there needs to be a balance in everything um yeah so I, I i agree with you you know what i'm saying there is a stigma to it but i don't think that i don't think it's one our fault and two i don't think that we should allow it to uh to To be persistent and to really alter the way we think, you know? I think, unless it's for the positive, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, when you separate emotion, yeah. but we shouldn't let that, you know, be the reason why we're depressed because we we feel like we can't express ourselves to anybody. Like, that shouldn't be
0: the case. Yeah, i uh, I' sorry to cut you off, but I know that feeling, not being able to comfortably express yourself. Because especially like me, for example, I'm a very expressive person. Yeah. I always say how I feel. Like, every, like, I'm I'm the person that every time I leave someone I'm with, if I rock with I'll be like, all right, I love you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a very expressive, tell you how I feel, talk on my hands kind of person. So, if I feel cooped up and I can't feel like I can explain myself or get my thoughts off, I, I, I man, I, I fold up. You know what I'm you saying? Shut like, down. That shit is the... Yes, that shit is the worst for me because if I feel like I can't express myself, I'm going to overthink what I say. Or if I do express myself and it's not received well, if depending how much I care about the other person thinks, then I'll overthink it. Then I'm sitting there in a cycle of overthinking. and Then I'll think about one thing I said <laughs> for like fucking weeks. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then I'll, I'll just be stuck in that negative loop cycle. So I get that completely. That shit is the worst. Yeah, I hear you, man. I definitely hear you. Now, you brought up um, walking away from a record deal. Was that a tough situation? How long did you think about that before you decided to make that move?
1: I was thinking about that shit from the moment I signed it. Oh, damn.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, no cap.
0: Damn. Okay. How come?
1: Um, I took a risk. You know, I, I had to take a risk. My back was against the wall, I felt like. I was, you know, I, I made a decision when I wasn't in a great headspace to begin with and I was desperate. So, you know, I kind of went against my gut to sign it. Well, my gut was conflicted. You know what I'm saying? I knew that I wasn't signing something that was necessarily a good deal or a great deal, you know? And mm-hmm. I also knew I didn't know enough to be signing in to begin with, To to begin with, you know what I'm saying? And on top of that, I knew that there was some good that could come from it and I wasn't signing a life a life sentence or a death sentence. You know what I'm saying? So I was mm-hmm. conflicted and being pulled from multiple uh multiple angles. So the idea of walking away was in my head from maybe even before I signed it. You know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. an exit plan was in was in my head from before I even
0: got involved. I see. Yeah, labels can definitely be tough situations. We hear it seems like almost every month or every few months we hear about an artist going through it with a label. Megan just went through it with fifteen hundred one. You just to think.
1: Through- yeah, I don't mean to cut you off, but you got to think. Go you ahead. know, the 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 efficiency of everything else is is spiking. You feel me? So if people, if there's a million more artists than there used to be, then there's probably going to be like at least you know thousands and thousands of deals, way more deals than it used to be, and there's there's a, thousands of people that think they're executives, or older people that didn't really get they they shine when they was younger, and now they feel like they might have a grasp on how to do things. So now they try, they just trying shit. You feel me? They just signing the people to deals, and and then they and then they fucking these artists, man. And it's like a lot of us is just young and looking for a way out. You feel me? And like I said, I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? But I knew I had to take a risk, or I felt like I had to take a risk. But with that I knew I also had to be prepared in case that shit went left. If not knowing my bad, if not knowing what I needed to know, like a way that I could start approaching an exit, you feel me? Or a way that I could get out. You know what I'm saying? Or or some type of doorway. I had to have multiple doors there. I couldn't just have one door and walk in and be blind. Like I had to make sure that there was
0: something else. Yeah, that'd be a terrible idea. I understand that completely. Um now with your time at ATS what did you take from it that was positive
1: Man I learned a lot I ain't going to cap I learned a lot and you see I'm mm-hmm. not like what I what I did do was make sure that I was studying the whole time you know like I wasn't just showing up treating it like a job you feel me because I did go get to uh, get to go to LA and go to Hitco and see how to see how you know some of these labels they they offices are see the different departments and just see how things operate because I had a lot of experience as a, as an independent artist, you know? So signing, I wanted to make sure that I, if it did go left, I wanted to leave with a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge. You feel me? So I learned a lot, like working with my homie Don Robin Oz, I became a better artist. You feel me? I learned a lot more about music and, you know, I was kind of in a space as an independent artist where I didn't fuck with a lot of people. So I got to deal with people, you feel me, and interact with people a lot more. Go out to the clubs more and and, and, and just use those people skills and kind of become more of an extrovert or channel that extroverted energy. So I learned. I just learned a lot, man. I was a sponge the whole time and soaking it in from every aspect of it,
0: top to bottom. Mm. Yeah, um that's super important really with in- with anything that we do. You mentioned that when you were indie, you didn't really fuck with a lot of people. How come? I
1: felt like people wasn't fucking with me, like um and I still feel that way, you know, but I'm just I'm on a more peaceful track. I ain't really on some hate and shit. I ain't really on no negative energy, you know what I'm saying? When I had my deal, a lot of people were coming around me for the, for the wrong reasons. Like you know, people thought I had money. People thought I had, uh, I was on this trajectory to be some famous ass rapper. You feel me? So, uh, the same people that was hating on me when I was independent was now on my dick. You feel me? So, and I noticed that. I, I was very conscious of that. But as an independent artist, you feel me? People just wasn't fucking with me. And it's it in Chicago, like obviously, you do get a lot of love. You feel me? Otherwise, you wouldn't be popping. But it was more so from strangers and fans than it was from, you know, my uh, peers and contemporaries or like anybody that was around me or in the scene. You feel me? Like, I felt like I had to just do my thing and mm-hmm. not rely on nobody or not not really... Um, Focus my energy on other people because they weren't really showing me pure energy. It was all fake to begin with, and I seen that when the deal came. You feel me? It was magnified
0: and amplified. Hmm. Did um those people who were with who came around you when you got signed? Now that you're independent again, are they still around you or no?
1: It might not even be. You know, I'm always, I'm always, uh weary and conscious of the people I'm around so it might not have even been a thing where they were around me but you could see the fake love and you could see the you could you could sense the fake energy through the internet through the like just brief interactions like in the club or you know taking pictures and all that type of shit so ain't nobody around me right now you feel me I'm still mm-hmm. I'm I'm back on my I'm back on my you know I mean especially with this pandemic but I'm, I ain't nobody I around say- me right now bro you know what I'm saying? I, I got to
0: ain't nobody, nobody right now. But yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I got a small circle to begin with, so. Mm.
0: Now, out of those people in your circle, you know, what roles do they play? Because everyone, I, I like to look at like this, right? A lot of times we see people who are successful. We think, oh, it's just them. Like when we see Will Smith, we think, we only think of Will Smith. We don't think of like maybe Will Smith's manager or his wife or his kids, people in his corner. Who are the people that are really in your corner? So, right
1: now, it's just me. I ain't gonna cap with you. It's just me. I'm handling everything. Um, I I mean, my backbone, I would say, is maybe my mom or my family, but other than, and that's like not even on no music or idea shit. That's just like real life shit. But yeah, it's just me right now, bro. Like, I'm handling literally everything, and I'm trying to embrace that because I've learned so much. You know, if you want something, there's a saying, if you want something done right, do it yourself. You feel me? And, don't nobody don't nobody get me, bro. Don't nobody understand me, and don't nobody go as hard for me as me. So I can't really rely on nobody, especially learning so many people have ulterior motives and these hidden agendas, these cruel intentions. I, none of that shit sits well with me, bro. So I'd rather do all this shit myself until I meet people that kind of are in that same realm and value the same things
0: I value so I can align myself with them. Yeah. That's real. That's real. Now you mentioned when you were with ATS, you paid attention to everything and you picked up on a lot of different things to take with you. When you did the conversation with Jordan, shout out to my guy Jordan, a uh, heavy yeah, shout out spray. to bro, that's my dog. Um, he's the reason. He's the reason why we met. That's my. That's my boy, man. I tell oh, you. Oh God. Um, when we uh when you did the conversation with him, you showed us a book, and we're gonna get into the book club soon. But you showed us a book that talked about I forget the name of it, but it talked about a lot of music laws. Yeah. Um, Is that something that you took with you from ATS? Kind of. I mean,
1: you know, the last thing they would do is give me knowledge. You feel me? They wasn't trying to get me smarter. They was trying to take advantage of me. So it's like a thing where I had to go to go get these books. I had to want this knowledge. You feel me? I had to go get my own lawyer and do all type of other shit. So they kind of maybe sparked that energy in me to kind of okay go figure your shit out bro otherwise we're gonna keep taking advantage of you you know what I'm saying they didn't have to tell me that I've, I sensed it and that's grimy Ugh. yeah so I went and got my own uh, I went and got my own intelligence and started teaching myself stuff you know but that's what I'm looking for and, and somebody that's gonna partner with me bro I'm not trying to get taken advantage of if you know something that I don't put me on game. You know what I'm saying? What What's your intentions at that point? You know what I'm saying? Because if I really rock with somebody or I got somebody under my wing or a protege or somebody that I know could make, even if I got somebody in a deal, bro, that I know could eventually make me a ton of money, I want to get mm-hmm. them to the best of their, uh to the best person that they could be. I want to push them them strive for greatness. You feel me? Not keep them in a box. And I didn't feel like other than, Maybe growing as an artist, they weren't interested in me growing as a person or any of that other shit. Mm. So yeah, I went and picked up the book on my own, bro. I made that I made that decision on my own, and I read that I read that shit on my own.
0: Re- after reading that book, and going back to when you signed, what would you have done differently? I would have read
1: the book before I signed, honestly. <laughs> you know and, and got a little more knowledge before i signed but you know what's done is done i don't really dwell on it no more because like i said i did learn a lot you know mm-hmm. you know I, I i i learned like a lot and i wouldn't be where i'm at right now if i didn't go through that so facts, but the book the book so. helped me get out of my deal honestly because well maybe uh, not necessarily the book but you know having knowledge and being able to comprehend my contracts and kind of think creatively and as a and from a business mindset. You feel me?
0: Right. Yeah. So Right. That's that, you know, and that's and that's always good. We always gotta make sure that that we're putting ourselves on before anybody else can put us on. I had to I've been learning that the hard way, to tell you the truth. Um and it's been learning for a very long time. Cause I'm cause I'm the thing is with what I'm doing is I'm learning patience. And I'm realizing mm. that In life, you need patience for things to really take fruition. You want to eat something, but like, say you want some lasagna. That shit gonna take forever to cook because you gotta bake that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, not to cut you
1: off, bro, but they taught me a lot. Like going through that situation taught me hella patience because I, bro, I have so many songs. Gee, I've been in, I was in the studio for years working, you know, and I only put out two songs. And that's what I was gonna ask you. The last song didn't get no help or no promo or nothing. I I ended up having to fund everything myself. You feel me? So
0: And you were lady in the front of
1: Yeah, dog. What the no. fuck? But that was the last straw for me though. When I put out blah blah and and I seen it just organically start going crazy and I had to pay for the promo video and I had to like, you know, start paying for my own stuff and it's like, man. This is not how it's supposed to be. Like when you're signed, and and these these industry, you know, executives on any tier, you know, tier one, tier two, all the way down to tier five or whatever they, however you want to list them, they gonna say like I don't you know. There were tiers. That's just me. I'm putting that on that. Like you know, you got the the heavy hitters. You got the heavy hitters. You know, like the the people in the industry that are huge moguls, and then you got the young, uh-huh. the, the younger, newer executives that are just out here starting their own labels or doing whatever they want locally or in their mm-hmm. city. And, you know, they're going to tell you, regardless of where they're at, on what tier, they're going to tell you that that's a part of the game. You feel me? That's the way shit is. Who like, this? Who off the bad? And it's like, you know, that's the standard. And it's like, man, fuck the standard. Fuck it. Fuck the, the whole shit. industry, bro. This is all dirty. You know what I'm saying? We supposed to all be winning and we should, and we should be uplifting each other, not I should never have to pay for some when I'm signed. Period. And because I am, that's my fault for getting in this dumbass deal. But now I'm gonna get myself out and change this shit because that shit is lame, bro. Period. Yeah. Ain't no other Big word time. for it.
0: I was um when I was doing my research on you, like I said, you, like you only put out two songs. You put out House of Pain and then there was blah blah. But I go and I listen to Fake Deep. And that shit is fire, in my opinion. Out of what I heard, that was like better than those two songs that you put out. Even though I know that's what you guys are going for at the time, and I was kind of confused as to why there was a two-year hiatus of it. And we have these two songs that, when you look at them, like sonically, like they're completely different. Fake Deep has a lot more content to them, and they're deeper songs versus the two singles you got, you put out.
1: Yeah, no, you should go back and listen to my first tape, sixteen thirty six, which was more. Uh, it's along the same lines of Fake Deep but yeah okay, okay. Uh, i always played with the different like when i started when i came out I, I popped off like off of you know like mob music crew shit like you know fun music and then i kind of went into that 1636 realm and kind of you know which is more feel music more emotional uh music and then like you know the when you get to like signing the deal with blah blah and house of pain it's like that's what they was asking me for you know Mm, yeah you know it is what it is at that point but i embraced it and i got better as that with those with that style of music you feel me and it's not to say that i don't like doing it i love i love making music in any realm you feel me i just love creating i I see it all as a challenge and a and a a, a, and a um an opportunity to embrace it you feel me and learn but, yeah, something like Fake Deep, you know, I like that, too. But, you know, it, like I said, it just is what it is, man.
0: Yeah. Now, what's the difference in terms of the person that you were when you recorded Fake Deep and the person that you were when you made House of Pain and blah, blah? Like,
1: what's crazy are those two different? Is-
0: Logan? Okay.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Fake Deep, I kind of killed Logan at first. And then I started using my real name. But I kinda I kinda went back to Logan and 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 kinda buried whatever little weird period I was going through at that time and kinda re embraced Logan again. Like with House of Pain and, and, and blah blah, I think I was actually a smarter artist than I was when I was making Fade Deep, even though Fade Deep has more substance and more content. I think the mm-hmm. my ability to showcase and and do the blah blahs and the House of Pains actually showcases how you know how much of an artist I've grown, but I wasn't telling you on the record. You feel what I'm saying? I was just mm-hmm. I was just more so proving it. And um, <clears throat> I think blah blah is my best song like overall, and I think it could have been a a hit. Like I think it had top forty potential. You know what I'm saying now. The reasons why obviously are evident, you feel me? The, the reasons why I didn't, yeah. I mean, are evident, you know, but yeah, like I think I was actually a better artist and a better, a better, smarter, uh, more intelligent person at that point than I was when I made Fake Deep. Um, Fake Deep was just a style of music that kind of represented that, you know what I'm saying? And that, mm. that was the whole point was to, to be, to feel it and be emotional and kind of, let people in.
0: Yeah. And and that's definitely how I felt when I, when I heard fake deep, because the first things I heard from you were, were the two singles when you were with ATS. So once I started to hear fake deep, I'm like, man, it showed me the range that you have, because like, like, like we just talked about those first two singles are really primarily singles for a reason. They're, they're meant to pop. But the other ones really had a lot more depth to them. And to know that you only put out two songs kind of kind of gave me representation on my situation that you're going with. Cause I'm like, this dude is mad fucking talented. Why is why we only have two songs and singles at that from him? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um now moving on from the music aspect for now. I want to talk about the book club. Oh Explain God. to the people exactly the book club.
1: So, I mean, the book club was an impulse. Like, I was just... I have this newfound love for reading. I wouldn't even call it newfound Mm -hmm. because at certain parts of my life when I was a kid, I channeled it. You know what I'm saying? But I never ran with Mm -hmm. it. And um, now being stuck in the crib, I got all this time to just sit here, man. So I just... You know, I want to become an educator, man. I want to become not only just an artist, but uh, a mogul, a businessman, but also an educator. And I want to give back to the youth, not no monetary. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I do want to give back money, you know, to the to to Chicago and to the to the youth. But when I'm speaking about giving back in this in this instance right now, it's not a monetary figure. It's not a dollar amount. No. I want to give back what I never had, and that was somebody that. Would give me real knowledge. You feel me to uplift me and to help me get to that next, uh, that next point of my life, like that next level. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody gave me no game, bro. Period. Not just music, but in life. You feel me? And it's like with the book club. Reading was how I got. A, was I, Was how I was able to take initiative in my own life, and. You know, like I said, going back to the music business book, that kind of helped me take control back of my life and everything that nobody taught me, I'm kind of picking up through books other than the stuff that I learned through life experience. So the book club was just an impulse, man, you know, to just show people that I'm also reading, you know what I'm saying? But my goal is to educate and and steer y'all the right way. You feel me? Whether you know, mm. I got to lead by example without any results for a minute, that's cool. I ain't really tripping off no numbers or none like that, especially since I understand the whole entertainment industry and, and how the numbers are inflated all across the board. So I'm just trying to show people how pure it is, first off, you feel me? I know that it can lead somewhere great. I know that my music and everything else that I'm doing is going to be great. But with the book club in particular, I'm just trying to get people to start reading and to value their mind and to value their time. You know what I'm saying? We'll spend hours on our laptops or phones, but we won't even spend 30 minutes to just read a little bit. And that's going to help us. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Like people are complaining about book lengths and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, you understand you don't have to sit there in one sitting and read a whole book, right? Like. (laughs) you know there's yeah man you got you can break it down it's like anything else man and i'm just trying to get these young people to read even older people that never read or you know there's no reason like all the knowledge that's ever going to exist or that exists is already there you know what i'm saying we just don't have it there's there's things in your brain that you need to unlock you feel me your brains are locked that's all it is and Nothing stopping you other than yourself. And that's what I'm trying to get people to understand. And with the book club, I'm just trying to promote that, you know, healthier lifestyle. And 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 when I say healthy, I'm speaking uh, mentally and, you know, just gaining knowledge and wisdom, bro. Like I'm really trying to just give that back to the people right now, whether they accept it, whether it's inviting or not. <clears throat> you know, I just want to I just want to lead by example right now.
0: That's amazing, bro. It really is. And again, I know I said this earlier, but I'm really fucking proud of you for doing that. Like I know yeah, Thank you. Um f- for one, kudos to you again for trying to make sure that you give back to these people and put knowledge on them. Because I love it when people who have platforms do things differently outside of what they do to make a difference. For example, no name. She started a book club a while ago. And yeah, I, thought actually, that I was got that I got
1: inspired cool. by that too. That's also a yeah a inspiration for the book club. Cause like what rappers have book clubs? You feel me? I think it might just be me and her. And it's like when I seen her do it, you know. At first I was skeptical, but then I I, I kind of seen her shit pop up, and I was like, oh, you know Hell what? Yeah. What am I being it's nervous crazy. about? Yeah, what am I being nervous about? Like I'm gonna just do it. You know what I'm saying? Like fuck the stigma, fuck what people are gonna say because people are definitely mocking me. You know what I'm saying? People are definitely having it's mm-hmm. a joke. You know what I'm saying? Right now for some people. But it is what it is. Like, at the end of the day, the same people that are hating on that, it's like, well, how could you hate on something so pure? One, that tells me more about you than it does about me. And two. Facts. You know what (laughs) I'm saying? And and two, clearly you ain't reading. You know what I'm saying? That kind of energy comes from somebody who's not doing that. So it's like, at the end of the day, it's for you as well, man. You feel me? Mm Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, shout out my name.
0: Yes, big big shout out to her, man. Dope rapper too. Really? Yeah, like, she's really
1: cool. Dope rapper. Really cool, um, man.
0: But but like I don't and then another thing is, you know, you set off an impulse. That's crazy because a lot of times here in this um in this in this downtime that we this forced downtime that we all have, some people aren't making the best of it. You know what I'm saying? Some people really aren't looking forward to actually doing shit with it. So to see that you're doing something outside of the norm is really dope,
1: bro. Yeah, like, bro. I can't really. I can't. I can't sleep if I'm not making efforts and making strides. Like when I see these people just out here bullshitting, especially in a time right now where we have nothing but time to sit and reflect and and learn. If you're just doing nothing, I, I just can't get on board with that. You know how you gonna mm-hmm. like? This is a time where you have a chance to sit here, dissect your life, analyze. You have no, you have no obligations, no, no requirements to go out into the world and do anything. You don't have to be nowhere. You know, unless your your job is considered essential. You ain't got to be nowhere. You ain't got to see nobody. You ain't got to do nothing. You feel me? So right now is the best time for you to sit there, analyze yourself, dissect, and, and try to promote real growth right now. You feel me? Because this is something unprecedented. It may never happen again, at least in our lifetime. So
0: Hopefully this shit don't happen again. Because Boy, hopefully. this shit is ass. Hopefully,
1: oh but you know, I'm not a person that looks at the, the, the bad of it. You feel me? Obviously it's bad, but I'm, I'm looking at all the opportunity. You feel me? All the opportunity we have to grow as people and everything, there's a, there's a, everything's a double-edged sword, bro. Regardless of how bad it is, you can, you can see the light in everything. And that's kind of what I'm doing. And, you know, I'm, 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 bro, I'm studying, I'm taking classes. I'm, learning and I'm reading every day and I'm still working on music. You feel me? So it's like, I'm not wasting none of my time in the crib, bro. At all. Mm. All 24 hours. You feel me? There might be a couple hours where I'm sleeping, but even that is promoting rest and rejuvenating. So it's like, man, if you wasting this time, then time was never your problem in the first place. It was discipline. Facts.
0: Big facts. Now, you talked about since we're um <clears throat> you talked about influences and we talked about no name, who influences you musically on that side?
1: I'm heavily influenced by um a Bevia artist. I can't even name one. You feel me? When I was a kid, the mm-hmm. people that influenced me to start making music are people like Wayne, uh maybe uh uh Drake, uh Jay Z, Eminem, Kanye, you know chief keith especially when i was actually deciding to start making music um -hmm. but yeah that's probably the people that inspired me to get into the get into it like 50 cent you know i could go on forever but in terms of the sonic influence i just like what i like bro and i'm not really turned off by much music i'm really open-minded and i can get inspired by anyone whether people consider them weak or good you feel me so I, I I love getting inspired. I love hearing music from every every angle, period. I would be doing myself a disservice if
0: I just started naming a couple. That's real, that's real now I got a question for you, and I thought about this the other day, right? What's popping? I'm sitting there, and I was thinking out of this decade between 2010 and twenty twenty, we've pretty much been heavily dominated by three artists, four if you include Kanye, but I'm gonna go with three, and those three to me. At least the ones that I've seen are Kendrick, Drake, and Cole. Now, I understand that music is subjective, but out of those three, who are you taking?
1: Oh, Drake. For sure. Really interesting. You got to take Drake, bro. You got to take Drake. Really?
0: You know what's crazy, though? I look at it like this. And people 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 give me shit. I'm a J Cole fan. People give me so much shit because I'm. I a love J. Cole. I guess Cole, J Cole fans.
1: Let me let me let me just say that I love Cole and I love Kendrick as well. <laughs> but I got to ride right, with right.
0: you. But go ahead. Of course, and see, I love Drake too. Like best I ever had was my favorite song for a long time when it first came out. Oh,
1: God. But
0: see, people don't like when I look at great artists, right? What they they all individually do great things. They all make great music. They're all like amazing. But when people do amazing shit and they're good at it, I look to see what they do outside of that craft. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, excuse me, Kendrick Lamar's a Butterfly. Musically, hey, that had a quick, great bro, impact.
1: Real quick, I'm going to go use the bathroom. Give me like two minutes, a minute. Oh, if geez, that's cool. Go right ahead, bro. Go right, ahead. Right. This could be edited out. So it's all good. I bet. I'm good.
0: Well, actually, while we're still here, you guys can always uh, check out Logan on Instagram. Uh, Let me get his actual Instagram for his book club. So I don't just say anything and say the wrong thing. Uh, um, please guys feel free to check out ISD. Check out all of our previous podcasts. You know it's Devon, Von Trell and Pierce. Every Monday we're giving it to you straight, even through this quarantine. And we apologize for any delays, but we're trying to give it to you guys straight as possible. Please go follow Heavy Bud Light on Instagram. That's a Heavy Bud Light. That's Jordan Spars. He hosts a conversation Monday through Fridays at 7 p.m. every day and on the weekends at varying times. Um doo-doo-doo. Um, why can't I find Logan's message? Eight, um, eight Matic book club on Instagram. That's to go find Logan's book club, eight Matic book club. And he, he, uh, what he does is he reviews the books. And once he reviews the books, I'm sorry, excuse me. He reads the books. And once he reads them, he goes and reviews the books on his Instagram for everyone to follow. So please go check those out. And of course, follow him at his main account, which is eight Matic Logan. Yo, yo, my boy, my boy. Did you empty the tank? Yes, sir. I'm right, perfect, man. You know what I'm saying? You don't be running on fumes. Some some tanks you don't walk full, though. That's definitely one. Like, I was riding my bike for a while, and I didn't really realize I had to pee until I got off the bike. And I was like, shit. Like, I literally rode my bike for, like, four hours today just randomly. And I personally, like, I, everything's slow, so I can't go anywhere and pee. And on top of that, people really be on that shit. Like, I know at my job they are. Like, you can't just come in and pee. You got to buy some or some shit like that. Yeah, bro. So, <laughs> now, back to what we about Drake, Kendrick, and Cole. Let's go. Again, when we like, so Kendrick, for example, right? The Pippa Butterfly, sonically, musically, it's a great album. But if you look at the impact it had outside of music, I think that by him just putting that out, he changed so many things on a social level. To me, that's what for makes it sure. great. You know what I'm saying? So for me personally, and I'm going to have to do it unbiasedly because I'm a J. Cole fan, I'm going to give the nod to Kendrick. Just because the Pippa Butterfly is like one of the just.
1: I mean, I'm speaking. Just, I hear you. I'm speaking on specifically. April eleventh, twenty twenty. You feel me? Or whatever today's date is. Okay. So yeah, in, hindsight, in hindsight, things may change, opinions may change because we're not going to see, you know, the exact impact of something like Tabimpa butterfly. The Tabimpa butterfly might be influencing the, the greatest president of all time who's a who's a little kid right now or a young... like you know, we don't sure. really like so so when I look at it like that, like, you know, I'm saying Drake because Nothing was the same, and Take Care are, in my opinion, two of the best albums ever across any genre. Oof. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and that's this, and Can that's this with decade you? or this past decade. Like, and Drake done broke all the numbers, set all the standards, and literally set the bar right. But then, like, to play devil's advocate and go against it really quick, like you said, Kendrick had more broke down more social barriers and kind of stood for something that was bigger than music. And, and yeah. you know, kind of went out on a limb to to put his whole career on that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you have to tip your hat to that. So I could see how you would choose Kendrick. I could also see how you would choose Cole if you chose Cole. Like, because Cole, like, you go to the no feature shit. You feel me? You go Oof. to producing all your own stuff. And it's like... That's real artistry as well, man. And that's big. Like going platinum. You feel me? Double platinum or whatever he's been doing. Like I remember when he dropped Friday Night, uh, I think it's Friday Night Lights, right? Mm-hmm. That was the one that with with Lights Please and all of that. I can't really yes. remember that far back, but that's when I had got put on to Cole. And then you know, you go to you go to shit like uh I remember when he dropped 2014 his Hills drop. And I remember when he dropped uh what's the one with folding clothes and all of that? For your eyes only. For your eyes only. Yeah, like I was in Vegas when he dropped that, and I listened to that album from top to bottom probably a million times, bro. And when he dropped 2014, Forest Hill Drive, I was on a uh, I had a show in Wisconsin, and we only played that album the whole ride there, like the whole ride there, we played it over and over and over, and it was like this is so cold. But going back to Drake, I remember being in the trap, and when his shit came out, it was like. It gave me that same feeling when I heard Wayne, bro. When I was listening to Wayne and Kanye, like, and, and Hove. like, you know what I'm saying. So that you could make a case for all three. I think I have to go with Drake though because he, he's just the the obvious for the obvious man at the forefront. He's the obvious leader of this of that whole decade. Like, oh, he's definitely the. Biggest.
0: Wise, he's probably all that. Yeah, yeah. Um. I sorry to cut you off, but. I think, I don't know if he, and granted, I wasn't really paying attention to music at the, at the height of Eminem's career. I wasn't really paying attention to music like I am now. Yeah. So, but all I don't know is Eminem was fucking huge. I yeah. feel like, so I don't, maybe you could answer this question better than me. Is Drake bigger than M was? Or is he going to be? I, I've, if, he, if he's not, I feel like he's going to be with streaming and everything. But... Um, is he? Because I've I, I've heard people kind of go back and forth on that. But again, I, I can't give an opinion was on that.
1: Huge, bro. Like Drake. I, I don't know if Drake was bigger than M. I mean, is Drake, if Drake is bigger than M was, like, because <clears throat> man, the, the the entity that was Eminem. You know what I'm saying? The different monikers, the mm. like Marshall Mathers, Slim Shady, like. And then you you throw in the fact that he introduced, in my eyes uh hip hop to white people like he made white people love that shit for real, even, mm. even they they would even so much so that they would even still hate the genre, bro, but they would only listen to him like and it's like <laughs> it's just so weird to me, you know what I'm saying, and on top of that when he came out with eight mile, it's like bro starring his own movie about him, like that's some goat shit now the back end of his career like what he's doing now, you know what I'm saying it's like. I'm real passive about it, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's just not; it don't resonate with me. But there are people that still fan uh, that are still like fanatics about it. So you know, we'll have to wait to the end of Drake's career to see how he allows himself to end. Um, and I'm and I'm by no way saying that what Eminem's doing is a blemish. You feel me? But it's like his peak, his apex was it was insane and like. I don't know if Drake's apex is that big, but he's up there though. You know what I'm saying? It's not like yeah. You gotta understand, like we like what we were talking about with, with Kendrick and 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 Cole. You know what I'm saying? And Drake Eminem kind of embodies all three. You feel what I'm saying in terms of? Boy, damn. In terms of you know being huge and successful, uh, no, really, no features, doing a lot of shit himself. I'm starting to also see that maybe I could be reading wrong, but I I, I didn't know he produced anything until like. I'm reading shit that he was actually having production credits on stuff, and then on top of that, you know, he was, he was breaking down social barriers not not for black people, but more so for white people, and you know, kind of merging shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he inspired me to make music. You feel me? And I'm sure he inspired a bunch of other people as well. So like there there is an element of each of those three that you named in M, but. Just compa- comparing him and Drake, I don't know if Drake's shit is is big, but you also have to take him into to matter. I mean, uh, you also have to take into consideration that it's two different eras. You know, now we got streaming, so you're gonna put up the streams against CD sales, which in my CD CD sales are way more impressive. You feel me? But hell yeah, you know. But Eminem's still selling going platinum in the streaming era, so you know, I don't. If if they had streams when he was in his peak, he might he might have set all the records. We don't know though. You know what I'm saying? It's a thing of at this point, it's like trying to debate Bron and Mike. Not saying that that's what we're doing with Emin and and, and, and Drake, but you know what I'm saying? It's something similar to that where where you can't really compare the generations because there's no tangible proof. You feel me?
0: Right, and. Like you said, there's a difference between CD sales and streams. So like, it, it, I don't think some people actually realize this because we're so used to just being able to easily listen to our music. There's no effort for it. All you got to do is pay $10 a month or whatever it is your streaming platform costs. But back in the day, you literally had to get up, drive to the store, walk to the store, oh then go buy it, and then come back and then put it in your car. That really shows how much people fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Hell
1: Yeah. But there were still tactics back in the day by the industry to make to, to inflate themselves. Don't let's not uh act like they really? you know, yeah. They were they were yeah. using uh go ahead.
0: No, no, I was gonna ask you, what were the tactics?
1: No, so they would do um they would have stores like kind of like something similar to what they're doing now with the merge bundles and like, you know, uh using other avenues and ways to inflate the numbers, you feel me? And mm. it's like things along those lines, they're, they're just old tactics that they're using in the new uh, systems. So, you know, giving away free albums and putting stuff in the stores and, you know, exclusive deals and shit like that. So it's like, I don't want to go too much into it, but they were definitely, you know, there's always ways to cheat the system. Let's not get ahead of ourselves and act like these are honest people. You know what I'm saying? These are they're trying <laughs> to make they're money and make it look as best as they can.
0: Yeah, because the um the clickbait streaming farm thing. I don't know if you've seen that video, but there's literally two people sitting in a room, and then there's like at least like fifty to like hundred cell phones sitting up on a rack, bro, all plugged in, and these people yeah. are clicking on their computer, and all these phones are doing different shit on the screens. And I was like, that shit is crazy. Like I kind of had an idea that shit was because like like you said, life isn't Peachy King perfect. So I kind of had an idea that some funny shit was going on, but mm-hmm. when I saw that I was like, damn. This shit is nuts, what people will do. Yeah, bro. Like. Them, that shit,
1: that, man. There's so many ways. Even shit so small as buying Instagram views and likes, bro. Like, The, the labels are doing all of that. The, like I say, the numbers are inflated every way, bro, from across the board. Mm. They're all inflated. It's all meant to make it look better than it is. You feel me? Dress it up. That's what they. That's all they doing.
0: And it's crazy because they're portraying a false reality. Because then you got certain people who may look at that and they'll say, "Damn, I'm not doing that or I'm not that." And so they may start to feel inadequate. But the whole time, the person that they're looking at is making them feel inadequate. Isn't even doing shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, well, it's it's just
1: it. You know, it's no different than acting or, or anything else. You feel me? So it's all entertainment. But like you said, the more honest or independent artists, are they definitely do they can i should say get discouraged but at least we get a chance to make our own shit back in the day it was either you were signed or you wasn't and you, you couldn't really do none of that shit yeah that is true even good if did, even if you did get signed if they dropped you you feel me you had no platform to speak your mind you just had to you basically disappeared it's trash, so at least bro. we and get to do our thing
0: right and and like you said earlier you know you dropped a lot of gems in the interview but earlier you said that um, there's good and bad with everything. As much as it is, you know, we sat here and, and, and we just talked about streaming and how people inflate and, you know, people inflate numbers and do other weird shit. There's a lot of positives to it because it gives everyone a, all their own outlet to do things. Um, My next question for you, though, now that you're in, and I, um, now that you've become independent, would you ever think about signing someone again?
1: Oh, yeah. I would definitely sign. You know with with the knowledge I have now I doubt somebody's going to want to give me the deal that I'm looking for but if somebody's <laughs> willing to give me my deal that I that I like or a very fair deal or we can come to terms on a on a balanced deal, yeah, I would definitely sign. Cuz I understand mm. the power that these labels have, you know what I'm saying? Um but I'm also very interested to see how far I could take it myself. Mm. And I'm not interested in taking it for myself and then just signing all that over to somebody like I just did. Right. Cause I built my brand up, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then I signed it away and dug myself in a hole. So I can't make that mistake again. But I'm not like I would be small minded and going against everything that I preach if I told myself I would never sign a deal strictly based off of the past experience. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So if it makes sense, it makes 100%. sense.
0: A hundred percent. I completely understand that. Now, moving forward, I do want to talk about uh, another thing musically. I think, bro, just listen to your music. You have great beat selection. What in, what in your mind, when you hear a beat, what goes in your mind? Like, what processes when you decide to hop on it or
1: not? Man, G, I've been dealing with this beat shit and, and just music in general for years. This dilemma where people just don't understand me, man. Like... I'm so against rules and and, and format and guidelines mm-hmm. and just follow this, follow that. I'm I'm against all of that, bro. Like, and now that I'm producing myself, it's like I get to now I get to dive in and break these rules myself because just trying to make music on other people's uh, trying to combine my vision with other people's vision it's dope you know it's a great experience and it's taught me a lot but I would rather be in control of the whole process and then have people put their input in like when I pick beats I don't care if it's in what pitch it's in I don't care like what tone or what uh key it's in or any of that like I need to just feel something it needs to strike me in a certain place and Hmm. I let the, like, when I, I don't write anything. I freestyle everything, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, so when I, when I rap, I let the beats tell me what to say, how to rap, what tone of voice to use, you know, the beats guide me, bro, so when I pick my beats, it's mostly on pure instinct and intuition, like, intuition, like, how does this beat make me feel, and I'll know within a matter of seconds if I should rap right now or if I should sit on it, you know what I'm saying? Or if I should just not even try. But I mean, if you heard all the shit that I don't that I didn't that I haven't released, you know, the beats on there are crazy too.
0: Yeah, cuz my, my favorite beat is off the song and hope I have this right, uh 1139. That shit is hard. I make sure to put that, that in my notes hard. to talk about that. That beat is stupid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> George, like made that. Oh God. But I've also been very close, like with the producers I work with, I've been very close in the process. Damn near um co-producing it. Before I learned how to produce myself, I would just sit there and and, and just shoot my ideas out. You know what I'm saying? What I like, what I don't like. Nah, that's not that's not what I'm going for, that is, or you know, even when I was working mm-hmm. at ATS with Oz and Don Rob for shit like blah blah like i was there from the beginning of the process to the very end you know what i'm saying giving input mm. going through records to see what we could reference just trying to make sure that everything was how i wanted it because at the end of the day i have to use this beat you feel me so i kind of co-produced a lot of that shit in a, in a sense you know um but just listening to beats and and choosing beats that have already been made, I'm kind of very precise on on that, you know, and very. Uh, I don't even want to use the words judgmental, but I'm not going. I'm not going to jump on something unless I absolutely feel like I have to or want to. Mm-hmm. You no, know? like it has to right. make me now, feel that way.
0: Yep, yep. And again, I'm sorry. And for for our listeners, I know we're. Kind of jumping on each other. We're using an online system due to the coronavirus. We can't link up, so apologies about that um, ahead of time, bro. Now, you mentioned producers that you've linked up with. I see you've collaborated with a uh, with a with a good amount of Chicago artists. I've seen you collaborate with Fem twice. Yeah, that's my dog. Um, who who have been your favorite artists to collaborate with? Um,
1: damn, I gotta think. Um. Femdot's at the top of that list for sure. We we worked with each other early on, like twenty, I wanna say twenty fourteen. Um, uh, when he when he was first getting started, uh my boy IB Classic hit me up. Like, yo, I got this record, woo this, you know what I'm saying? And then he played it, he sent it to me, I mean, and Femdot was on there and I was like, damn, whoever this is is hard, like hard as fuck. So, mm-hmm. uh, that was when we first made a record. We got like I think three records all together. So shout out to Femda. He's actually doing some fucking great things. You know what I'm saying? He's, I think he's going to take his brand and his, his mission and his message somewhere, you know, that we can't even fathom right now. So shout out to Femme. Mm-hmm. Uh Who else have I worked with? I can't even remember. Taylor Bandy. I, can... I rock with Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously my cousin Fendi. Uh, I don't really, I can't really remember, and I know I probably feel like a dick. Um, <laughs> like a dick. Oh, Saba for sure, Saba and Rocky Fresh, um, definitely two more artists that I worked with that I really enjoyed. When I when I did the last song with Saba off uh, my New Wave uh, EP, he actually let me come to his crib or his crib studio, and uh, we was in the basement. I, I fell asleep off like two Zans in his basement I woke up he had already written his whole part and shit so that was dope as hell man that, that shit was cool yeah. I appreciate him you know allowing <laughs> me in that space like that so mm. stopper for sure um, yeah man everybody that I've worked with you know like I said I learned from everybody like even sitting in sessions with where Chance was playing music like I, I learned like a pickup off his habits and like you know at ATS just watching Herb and uh, you know Valet Juice World and all of them work it's like I was a fly on the wall oh yeah shit I'm tweaking my song with Herb it's not out so that's why I didn't even think about it but that was <laughs> I expected too like yeah. that, that's somebody that I enjoyed working with as well Lil Herb or G Herbo whatever you want to call them folks you know that shit was crazy though I never expected mm-hmm. that to to even happen you know so that was crazy. When do you think we'll be able to hear that? Shit, man, I don't even know. I, you know, it's when you're dealing with these
0: labels, man. Shit gets tricky. So, mm, yeah, that's true. That's true. And I want a lot of good things. A lot things take time. You know what I'm saying? And what is one thing? Almost two years, though. I ain't gonna cap. That's what I'm. That's, that's what I'm saying. Some of these things take time. That's what I was going to go into next. A lot of songs that we hear that are like really dope, they've been done years beforehand and that we're like just now hearing them. You know, do you ever feel like if you sit on a song for two, have you ever sat on a song for too long and they just not released it?
1: Yeah. But even something like House of Pain was two years old almost when I, when I dropped it. A year and a half old when I dropped it. So, and then you look at a record like blah, blah. That was like a month old when I dropped it. Like I made that and then dropped it right away. So you know it's different for every song. I think the true, uh, the true. What am I trying to say? The the true, um, timeless records. You know they they stand the test of time, whether you release them or not. If it's a great record, Thanks. you can put it out in two years, three years. If it's truly timeless, it'll defy whatever the trend is. You know what I'm saying, or whatever the uh, the moment is, and um. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the music that I'm gonna drop is years old or months old. You know what I'm saying? Because I had to go through this whole situation and this whole um legal shit. So mm-hmm. I've had these records for a long time. I got like 200 songs, bro. So if I even Jeez. put them up, you know what I'm saying, I might just scrap them all because damn, it is what it is, you know. But and I'm really excited for this next chapter. I don't, I don't take none of that as else. Because hypothetically speaking, if I don't drop any of it, that's all material I get to reference. And that's all material that I learned from. You know what I'm saying? So
2: mm.
1: I was putting real hours in the studio, bro. I'm well, I'm well, I'm either well over or I've already hit my 10,000 hours. You know, I've been doing this shit for 10 years. So and in the last two years at ATS, I was in that bitch almost every day for hours and hours on end rapping like all these songs and i only put out two so it's like the two is deceiving you know what i'm saying don't let that represent what the work i've been doing because you know if it was up to me i would have 10 mixtapes out you know or (laughs) whatever man (laughs) i would Mm -hmm. be dropping a song a week type shit or whatever would have dropped a song a week so like I was working, bro, and I and I put so much work in that I'm so confident whether the music comes out or not. You know what I'm saying that I'm going to do big things and great things. And I have a better understanding uh, of
0: music. I'm I'm glad I'm happy to hear that, bro, cuz there's like we we just talked about it sucks to not be able to express yourself, but that leads into my next question for you. If you weren't rapping, how would you express yourself? Uh what do you mean? Like you know artists have to express themselves and i and I think that the thing is with artists is that when they do one thing like 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 for example, you rap, but you're also into other things like reading books and things like that art- artists often find different avenues to express themselves because at the end of the day they have to find a way to get their message out any kind of way yeah. if you weren't rapping, how would you express yourself um well, I'm
1: writing books and writing novels and stuff, so. Mm-hmm. i'm channeling you know that right now um maybe making beats writing songs for other people um i'm learning how to just channel all my shit and express myself through conversation and just you know my regular body my physical uh world you know what i'm saying and even just yeah reflecting in my own mind and learning how to express myself because at the end of the day, all that matters is that the energy is getting channeled. You know what I'm saying? Whether a million people hear it or want. Now it's different when you're trying to give a message or put a message out there, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's more so, you know, your goal or your mission with the art. But in terms of expressing myself, I think I do a very good job of expressing myself every day in every aspect, you know, um, with the music, I think, my older music, I was kind of just trying to be very, uh, ver- speaking very literal, and, you know, everything was verbatim, and it's like, I could express being sad in many ways, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to sit here on a song and tell you I'm so sad. I'm going to pop all these mm. pills, or I'm going to uh just weep in my sorrow. Like, I can mm. say that, but I can channel a bunch of other creative energy to explain how I'm feeling without actually telling you i'm sad you know what i'm saying like even a song like uh blah blah it's a very if you listen to it you know what i'm saying i'm saying it with a very uh energetic and and happy tone but if you listen to the lyrics it's it's kind of i'm kind of telling you i'm not all right you know what i'm saying like so there's there's multiple ways you can express how you're really feeling and and I'm I've learned how to uh become more conceptual and kind of sprinkle things in there without being so uh forward, you know what I'm saying? Because being so straightforward, you lack the the mystery, you lack the uh you know, people want to think or people want to hear stuff and maybe not understand it. So when you're just so straightforward, it's like it's kind of bland now, you know what I'm saying? Like it's for me at least as the as the yeah. artist, as the creative, it, it gets kind of bland and it's like I don't want to sit here and just cry, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to just sit here and cry to you guys. I kind of want to also enjoy this, you know? So
0: I completely understand, bro. Now you brought up your body. Uh, you have uh, we're not on video right now, but bro, you have a shit ton of tattoos. Yeah. How many tattoos do you have?
1: Yeah, I don't know how many I have. Honestly, I, I was gonna know.
0: say, bro, I, did you lose count after like sixteen? Because you have a lot of tattoos.
1: Yeah, bro. I stopped counting a while ago. Um, I just be adding shit. And <laughs> in, re- in real life, I just be adding shit. I have no idea how many I got. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot though
0: That's good Alright so before I Let you out of here I got one question This is the most important Question of the evening okay. Are you ready? Yes sir Harold's Uncle Remus uh, Or Roosters is, is it Roosters Or is it the one That was right outside The studio Right outside of ATS I, uh, I, I always get that I call The Roost The Roost Yeah I call it Clucks Like a dumbass Cause I was thinking Chicken Cluck <laughs>
1: Yeah, I kind of got so I I kind of got uh kind of got tired of eating the roots all the damn time, so it's kind of biased. But honestly, I, I I mean I like Harolds and I like Uncle Remus and shit, but I haven't had no like real fried chicken in a few years. You know, my body don't allow me to eat that shit no more. So oh damn, you know I can't really enjoy no hot wings and none like that. So uh. But there was this place called Southtown Sub on Thirty Fifth and uh, Thirty Fifth. I want to say Thirty Fifth of Prairie. It's a one spot. Mm-hmm. You can only get it at that one little spot. It's real like small. You feel me? It's a cage on the window type shit. So, oh, that shit smack. That's all you had it's to say. Amazing though. Like that's what <laughs> that shit every day when we was in the trap and shit. So yeah, that's mm. I, I'm gonna rock with Southtown. But I, like I said, I ain't had none of
0: that shit in a long time. So. South town. You got to take me out there. Cause like, cause you know, I'm from the burbs. So whenever I come into the city, I always try to eat something from the city. Like I'm so thirsty. I got a homegirl going to the city tonight, even though it's quarantine, but God bless her. And, um, (laughs) and she was like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I was, God bless you. You know what I'm saying? But, um, and I was talking to her and she's like I'm going to go get something to eat and I'm just like, "Yo, whatever you eat, text me what you are going to get and just let me know and bring it back. I was, you can sit on it for a few days as long as you put it in the fridge. I don't care." Like I like the food, like I know you grew up in the city, bro, but growing up in the suburbs is so different. When I come out there, I feel like I'm a kid in an amusement park. Like the yeah. fact that you've had all these things you just like the fact you've had all these things at your at your disposal for your entire life is crazy to me. Like uh the same restaurants are there for us. They're family-owned restaurants. We just got a Chick Fil A like a year, year and year and change ago. So that's pretty much been where I had and changed my life, but bro. When I'm out there, oh my god, bro! I I fire. I don't know if you ever heard of fire cakes. Nah. Uh well, with your what you were telling me about your stomach, I don't know if you can eat this because it's crazy. But they take uh long john donuts and they stuff ice cream in them, and you eat it like an ice cream sandwich. Oh, that shit is probably
1: fire. Yeah,
0: I haven't had bro, no ice
1: what? cream in a year, man. No pizza, none of that <laughs> shit in a long time.
0: What, bro? Oh, my God. That's terrible. That is torture. yeah,
1: No, it sucks, man. But, you know, it is what it is, though. I still, like, I grew up on all that, like, you know, mm-hmm. eating like shit, bro, my whole life. So, <laughs> I don't, I miss it, but it's like, I enjoyed it,
0: you know. Facts. Facts. Well, my boy, we covered a lot in this interview and we oh, covered really? a lot in this conversation. Do you have any questions for me? Anything you want to ask? Any any topics you want to talk about with me? Anything at all? Um, Anything you want the people to know about you that maybe I didn't ask? You know, it, it, anything. The, the floor is yours, sir. I mean, I think I'm,
1: first of all, bro, I really appreciate you, Uh, you know, giving me your time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you didn't have to do that and man bro thank you yeah no you know it's all love and just reaching out so i appreciate that one and two you know i just would like to tell people like i said to take care of yourself and, and not put yourself in a box like i could easily not do a bunch of stuff because i'm a rapper you know what i'm saying but like don't consider me a rapper consider me don't consider me anything, actually. Just consider me human. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a person, and I'm on a journey just like everybody else. So I just want everybody to embrace that journey, man. And I got bl- uh, really big plans. I have a dream that I'm trying to bring into fruition. Um, and, you know, very soon I want to be, you know, at the peak of my career, and at the peak of my health, you know what I'm saying? So I just want everybody to take care of themselves and just support each other, love each other. And especially during this time, be, you know, productive. Don't just sit around and, and, and weep. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can has the excuse right now to say, oh, this is depressing or this is sad. But it's times like these where you, where you pick that and you throw it away, right? You take that and you throw it away. And you and you look at the positive and you look at how you can grow from this. And I truly think humanity has an opportunity right now to grow and to and to flourish and to take take life to a new level. Cause I don't think life will ever be the same after this. But
0: Yes. I'm still cut you off. No, nah, you you good. I yo, you are so I was thinking about this the other I was talking about this with a homegirl and she works in public health and she explained this to me, right? We're gonna have of course, like the, the like, I don't know, if, but China completely flattened their curve. Or, the, or their curve is starting to flatten, if I remember correctly. But they had to put the entire place on lockdown, right?
1: Yeah, I don't mean and think this shit is a virus, but go ahead. You know, you say you don't think this shit's a virus? No, that you don't just flatten a curve for a deadly uh, pandemic virus. That just don't happen. But go ahead.
0: Ooh, okay. Say, say that. We'll get into that next. Hold on. So now what she was saying was, and it makes sense, is that once we get off lockdown, Hopefully at the end of this month or in June, however long it takes, once we get off lockdown, right? There's going to be a second wave of this shit because there are people who are already indoors now who still have it. And so when everybody mingles back up again, everyone starts going to the gym and going out to restaurants and going to the mall and everybody's congregating again, it's going to happen again. So when it does, I just feel like we have no choice but to kind of be back in, you know? So I don't know what the world's going to look like when this is all over with. A lot of businesses that we know that are family-owned businesses, like that restaurant you just named that's probably family-owned, they cannot even be around anymore.
1: Yeah, a lot of this shit. You know what I'm saying? That life is going to be different. It's not going to be the same. And we weren't even able to prepare for it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Even the way we go about everyday life is going to be different. You're not going to see strangers close to each other no more, at least the smart ones. you know, You're not going to see people shaking each other's hands for no reason, it's going to be a lot of yeah. the etiquette and the, the way we go about things is going to be um truly like really altered, you know? But in terms of a second or third wave or whatever, like, man, they fucking with us, bro. This shit is, this
0: shit is something else. Like, it's not. I was going to say, go into, how do you feel about the conspiracy theories that are going out and about about this shit? Like, how do you feel about that? I have no idea what's going on
1: exactly, but I know it's not what they're telling us. This shit is this shit is bigger than what they' telling us, bro. And even with like the 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 numbers are so fucking they don't make no damn sense, period. And the shit like you talked about with China, like you know, I've been doing a lot of looking at a lot of conspiracy shit, like. And to me, all of this is doing is setting a precedent, bro. The lockdowns, all this shit, if it's something bigger. Like the next time we're gonna be, we won't be reluctant to have a lockdown. We won't be reluctant for none of this shit. We might even invite it, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you got p- places like China that's saying that it's effective, you know? And it's like, it's just utter bullshit. It's just
0: all bullshit, bro. Yeah, it's weird. I saw this one video. I'm going to send it to you on Instagram. But um, these people were being chipped, bro. Matter of fact, I'm going to send it to you right now so you can watch it. These people were literally, like, they were literally on there openly talking about it. And just, I, 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 there's no other way to describe it, bro. Yeah, bro. They were lit. Huh? I said, I believe it. Like, and they're sitting there openly talking about it and everything that's going on. Uh, I'm going to send it to the, I'm going to send it to the book page. Um, And they were openly talking about it and it showed him the chip. And he literally shot this to somebody's body. And when he shot it in his arm, he went over to the vending machine, bro. And like tapped his wrist or his hand against the machine. And then like a drink or shit came out. And I'm like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you look at like who's, so there's, I guess there's apparently seven vaccines or a few vaccines being uh, constructed and worked on right now. And mm -hmm. I watched the David Icke interview that got taken down and banned. Um, Basically, they said that uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is funding every vaccination. Yeah, Bill Gates has opened up seven different factories. Yeah, I mean, they're on bullshit, bro. They are on bullshit. This is the same man that's been talking about microchipping humans for a long time and talking about population control and running uh, specifically a, a a coronavirus pandemic simulation a couple weeks before this shit broke out. So it's like, it's layers to this shit. I, if we got to talking about conspiracies, bro, we'll be here. I'll... I, you, you don't even get me started, G. You know, this shit is <laughs> beyond me. You know what I'm saying? So I just want people to be better people, bro. And, you know, if if we start reading and opening up our minds, we'll be less susceptible to being manipulated. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's how we're being right now. We're being hoodwinked. That's it. They mm-hmm. they got us in a crib on house arrest for no fucking reason. I mean, it's not for no now, fucking reason, but it's not for what they okay. talk about.
0: Right, there's something now. The way I look at it is, and not to knock anybody who do believe conspiracy theories, because I do. I feel like sometimes, I mean, there's two different Americans at this point, damn near those who believe conspiracy theories and those who don't. And there's no like middle ground, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Facts. But it's just like, I feel like I, 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 I do feel like sometimes when we get into conspiracy theories, and when we do that kind of stuff, we end up kind of um, sometimes losing sight of what's real because it seems like when you talk to certain, not saying this is like this when, I, when I'm talking with you, but when you talk to certain people about conspiracy theories, they have an answer for every little thing. And some of the shit is so ludicrous. Like this dude came into my job, bro. I shit you not, Logan. I promise to God. He looks at me. He says, my wife is a nurse and all this shit is bullshit. Coronavirus not even real. What's killing these people is the radiation from the 5G towers. I said, oh, really? Interesting. And then from there, bro, I kid you not, this is the part that floored me. He said in a few years, there will be no birds. And all birds will be dead due to 5G radiation.
1: So what's your opinion on that? Because I actually, I rock with bro. Because <laughs> the 5G I don't, shit I, I, is very real, bro. Like, I'm looking at something right now from the BBC News that's saying, like, how even your phones can affect your immune system, like you got to look at they're canceling post mortem on people, bro, and they're and they're making elderly people sign DNRs, which are D- do not resuscitate forms, right? Yeah, they're yeah. chalking a lot of these deaths up. First of all, the numbers are inflated, but even if they even let's take them as valid numbers, it's still not enough to to cause a global pandemic and put us all on lockdown. First of all, so secondly a lot of these people that are dying already not to sound like a dick this is why this is why i advise people to yeah this is why i advise people to separate emotion whether it's your loved one or whoever they're already dying bro it's a lot of people with yeah. uh with um underlying health issues like heart disease you know people on dialysis people that have lung lung diseases and shit and it's like well, so what they're, what they're doing, bro, hold on. Let me go get the exact name of this shit before, before I speak on it.
0: Um, yeah, no I, no, I understand. But what you're saying, essentially, um, is that these people are already dying. They're already gravely ill people. Or excuse me, yeah, chronically talking
1: ill. talking up the deaths to coronavirus. So look, what the test that they're using is called an RT-PCR test. And there's no even evidence that there's... That a virus is existing right now, bro. They're not even testing for a virus. What they're testing for is genetical makeup that's in every human being. And stress and fear and radiation cause these, I think it's called exosomes or whatever the fuck it's called. I gotta I have I don't have the information in front of me, but it has similar symptoms to what the fuck the virus is causing. So they're installing this fear and I mean instilling this fear into us, and you know, if there is any radiation, which obviously there is because microwaves give off radiation um mm-hmm. phones give off radiation wi-fi doesn't 5g is just really amplified you know what i'm saying so they're not even testing for a virus what they're testing for is genetic makeup that's in almost 99 of us and when you're under stress and fear or have radiation or severe radiation or you're already sick you're gonna test positive almost everybody that gets tested will test there'll be more positives than than uh negatives if you're testing the right people you know what i'm saying so it's like these sick people, almost all of them are going to test positive. And what they're doing, if you pay attention closely to the to the way the, the, the verbiage and the language is in a lot of these headlines, bro, is like, they saying shit like, so-and-so dies after testing positive from coronavirus, right? But this is somebody who's been battling cancer. Now, they didn't say that the virus killed them. Otherwise, they would have said so-and-so died because of coronavirus. But they're saying after testing positive. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you really got to pay attention to the propaganda, bro. And I understand the 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 combative spirit of people who are considered realist or anti-conspiracy uh, theories. But these are just, a lot of these people have never believed in any conspira- in, any believed in any conspiracy. So mm-hmm. my thing is, so you're just gonna tell me that every conspiracy isn't uh, valid, huh? Like not speaking on you, I'm speaking in general. Mm-hmm. People that go against it. So, so many people are just out of their minds, huh? So, it's like, you just believe whatever the news tells you. And it's like, even if all of the conspiracies, because I don't believe every conspiracy is, is, you know, valid. But even if you believe that, uh, even if there's one that was right out of the fucking however many there are, you know what I'm saying? That makes it possible for so many more to be correct. And it's like the fact that people have this stigma on conspiracies, I hate using conspiracy as a label or even talking about it as conspiracy because sometimes it is the truth. And the conspiracy might mm-hmm. be uh, what, what's on the news, you know what I'm saying? So I just don't it's a lot of that shit don't sit well with me. And I'm a very open-minded person. So if you if if I'm talking to somebody about this and you can make a valid case, you know what I'm saying, for the other side. Then I tip my hat to you
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right now. The valid cases are coming from the conspiracy side and, and the, the news and the, the, the reality of the situation or what they want to call the reality is, is propaganda. There's no tangible evidence, bro. There's not even evidence that there's a real virus dog. Like it's just, it's just very weird to me.
0: Now, I will say this. I haven't done a lot of research into the conspiracy theories. So I can't I wanna go back and forth with you, but 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 I can't. So I cause I don't want to just speak out of my ass. Oh god. Um <laughs> but at the same time, you know, the point you brought up, to some people that knock all conspiracy theories, they're ignorant for that. Because everything comes from somewhere. Every thought yeah, starts bro. from something true. Like you know what I'm saying? So at some point it. in time
1: like you can't not to cut you off, but you can't sit here and be like anybody who looks at nine eleven and thinks it's whatever happened at the surface is exactly accurate, you know, I, that's when I stopped talking to people because clearly there's something weird that went on there. You know what I'm saying? Something happened there yeah. that wasn't uh just wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? Now the magnitude of that conspiracy could alter from very minor to very major. You know what I'm saying? But I do believe that there was something there, and people who don't even believe in that—it's like, come on, bro, you really believe people hijacked a plane and, and and or whatever the case may be that America didn't know about it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like the way them buildings fell, bro—it's like that was a controlled demolition, dog. Like, come on now, yeah, because hey, be because real. trying
0: to get on a, yeah, because because China do. I mean, granted getting on a plane now and getting on a plane back then is different due to that. But just sitting on a plane and kind of sitting there, I'm just like, is it really possible for me to get up and do all that shit that they did? You know what I'm saying? Like, and now I'm not even combating that
1: aspect specifically. You know what I'm saying? Which I don't know how travel was at that time. You know, we was little kids, but the whole thing, you know what I'm saying? So many things had to go a specific way for it to play out like that. And it's like, even the way, like I said, the building's falling. You know what I'm saying? Or the the hole in the Pentagon, where somehow the plane is not. There's no evidence of a plane, yeah. but a plane hit there. Like, you feel me? All you have to do is lie to me one time, bro, for me to question everything that's going on. And with this, <laughs> with this, uh, with this virus shit, bro. Come on, bro. I don't care if I got sick, if my mom got sick, if my best friend got sick. I know how to separate emotion. And deal with these kind of uh, these kind of realities from a logical and rational uh, mindset. So there's a lot of people that are that are going and combating the the coronavirus conspiracies or the COVID conspiracies because a loved one has it, or got diagnosed with it, or whatever the case may be, or died from it. And it's like the true power in humanity is being able to separate emotions in times like this and kind of really identify what's going on. And if you can't do that, object i mean uh if you can't do that um objectively then you know it's kind of like it's wishy-washy in my eyes
0: Mhm
1: you feel what i'm saying like
0: yeah
1: 100% like even if 100%. i got, even if i got sick bro like i have to God look at it from an i have to look at it from an objective standpoint and be like why am i sick you know what i'm saying because it could very well be a, a, an attack on the immune system from whoever the fuck is attacking, like with this radiation or whatever, like the 5g radiation that they're talking about is similar to chemotherapy. And you know what chemotherapy does to a body, you know what I'm saying? And to, into uh, your, your natural, you know what I'm saying? Genetic makeup. Mm. But like I said, they ain't even testing for a virus The test the tests that they're using are tested. that have been around for fucking, I don't know how many years, bro. So, but like I said, I could keep going on about this shit, bro. I've been doing hours and hours of research on this shit because none of this shit sits right with me. But you don't convince anybody either. by forcing shit down their throat. You feel me? You convince people with either facts or you know the 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 reality of the situation will convince them.
0: Right when when some shit actually happens, so <clears throat> this is definitely a fine line between conspiracies and reality. But like you said, we could go on forever. Logan, bro, I appreciate you, man. Um, man I, I owe you, you too, bro. I owe you dinner, even if you can't eat chicken wings. If we got to get you some <laughs> special kind of chicken wings that, they, that, that 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 they make out of like cauliflower or some shit. Or we gotta get you some, some like, some like, you know, all water dinner. I, I don't know, bro. I'm just talking shit, bro. Whatever
1: it is, bro. I owe you one. Oh god, no. We'll link up when this shit's, when this shit gets a little uh, better, and we could we'll figure it out, gang. You know what I'm saying? But yes, uh, I super appreciate you, bro. And um, yeah, thank you, man. For real.
0: Of course, bro. Of course. Now, uh, give the people your social medias.
1: Um, you can follow me on Instagram. And SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, all the streaming platforms at 8maticlogan. That's 8-M-A-T-I-K-L-O-G-A-N. Um, mm. My Twitter is all... I keep getting my Twitter account suspended. Um, so you can follow me. You can follow my, my, my uh, side account at Rickbait. R-I-C-K-B-A-I-T is basically clickbait. But, you know, Rickbait, the clickbait god. And then uh, follow me, follow my book club on everywhere at 8maticbookclub. That's
0: funny. as fuck. Why do you keep getting suspended on Twitter?
1: Man, they smoked my shit because I got into it when the Cubs were in the playoffs. I got into it with some Brewers fans a few years back. And when they smoked that account, I can't make no more accounts. So every time I make an account, every X, like X amount of weeks and months, they end up smoking that account too. So I just had to make a... Like a meme account now, so
0: that's crazy. That's why they um, that's why um, that's why Zach Fox can't get back on Twitter because his ass be wilding out, bro. I don't know if you remember Zach Fox.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember, bro. Yeah, they they smoked my yeah. shit. I was saying some crazy shit, but I ain't really saying nothing too crazy. That the Brewers fans was just hating on me, so it's fuck the Brewers for life. You feel me? <laughs> Shout, out bro. Shout out Milwaukee for sure. I rock with Milwaukee. Bro. Fuck the Brewers. <laughs> Great food in Milwaukee though. Period. I, never. I, I only I took one little stop in Wisconsin. I mean in Milwaukee or wherever the fuck I went. I've been to Madison, Wisconsin, and I've been to uh the airport in one of them little cities or whatever to mm-hmm. pick up somebody. But yeah, shout out Wisconsin, shout out Milwaukee. Uh one day I'll go over there and eat. Maybe tour, you feel me? But it's always gonna be fuck the brewers. <laughs>
0: I feel you, bro. Well, guys, of course, this is Devon, your host. Catch me uh every Monday. We upload episodes of ISD and school detention on YouTube. Our catalog is deep. We we in our bag on YouTube, guys. Please check us out during this quarantine time. I know you guys are gonna have better to do. If you're bored, please check out the podcast. We have episodes and episodes on episodes that are hours and hours on. You guys can check out. Please follow my guys, Pierce Trail. Check Pierce out on Apple Music. His uh handle is PB. Zero zero gs again PB00GS hit up Vontrell on Snapchat at Vontrell Duh because it's Trail Duh. You can find me at Devon Allen on Instagram, uh D Streets 815 on Twitter. But most importantly, guys, YouTube account, ISD in school detention. Thank you guys so much, and we will see you guys next time.